This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the Doctrine of Truth. We want you to enjoy, sit back, relax, and be enlightened by the true word of God. With your host, Bishop Algie B. Poole, Jr. Well, welcome again. God bless you. Welcome to Doctrine of Truth. I'm your host, Bishop Poole. Glad to have you and you. Call a friend and tell a friend that Doctrine of Truth is on the air. Amen. Because of you, we're here. And because of your prayers and your support, amen, we thank God for it. Now, Father in heaven, oh God, we thank you for giving us another day, new mercy. Thank you, Lord, for giving us new strength and looking upon us and have mercy on us because we all know we're just a blade of grass here today and gone tomorrow. Lord, we thank you for life, health, and strength. Well, God, we don't take life for granted. It's one of the precious gifts, amen, that we all have because, amen, flowers and buildings and cars and things will pass away, amen, because of the floods and the fires and the storms, amen. But we thank God we're still standing and have life on this side of the grave. And Jesus Christ, bless your people now, amen and amen. God bless you. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for following us as well. And you, we want to ask you a question today. Amen. Who's paying you? Amen. And who's, amen, supporting your uh, lifestyle? Because of the fact many are, some people know that they're living against God's will. Some don't care. Some they feel that Amen. They got time to get it right with God and they believe that their family can help them, help them. Amen. Whatever they run into problems, but amen. Uh, according to the Bible, you know, we're always discussing what type of Bible that you have. It's God's final word. Amen. Here on for his followers. And you'll find that after you accept the Christ and your Lord and Savior, you run into problems and situations that you never concurred and you're wondering why. Amen. That you have in certain situations and you thought all of that would be passed away when you got saved and come to Christ. But my friends and my <clears throat> loved ones understand that we're living in a sinful world. We're living in a sinful world. In other words, sin is defined as those that Constantly going against God's will, God's commandments, God's letters, God's direction. Amen. It's contrary to God, what God is saying. So if you're not following God's way, which is called righteousness, then you're being unrighteous. Amen. Which is following the world's way. Amen. All that's in the world, according to 1 John. Amen. The second chapter is pride of life. Lust of the flesh and lust of the eye. Amen. If you're following the lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, amen, uh, that's not God's way. It's not God's way. If, you, if you're following the error, you're in an error, amen, and somebody's, you looking for a reward, amen, maybe in this life, and maybe you was told 
that there's going to be a reward of happiness afterwards. Amen. But it's not so. It's not so. Those of you that have had operations and going through medical problems, and I know the last time I had one, amen, they, they put me to sleep. And, uh, and I, when I woke up, it would start off about you know, three or four hours later. And it looked like it was just five minutes. Amen. And I didn't know anything and didn't see anything, what was happening to my body. Amen. So likewise, likewise, many have been taught that, well, when, it's, when you die, it's over. Not according to scriptures. You know, we live in a natural body, but we also, there's a spiritual body. I want to read a story, amen, called the St. Luke, the 16th chapter at the Common English. I want to read the story of the 16th chapter of St. Luke, amen. Jesus was telling a parable. He was telling a parable about the rich man and Lazarus. And maybe this is going to be a help to you. Of the 16th chapter of St. Luke, from the Common English Bible. Amen. And we're going to begin it at the 19th verse. Amen. There was a certain rich man who clothed himself in purple and fine linen and who feasted luxuriously every day. At his gate laid a certain poor man named Lazarus who was covered with sores. Lazarus longed to eat the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Instead, dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried by angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. While being tormented in the place of the dead, he looked up and saw Abraham at a distance with Lazarus at his side. He shouted, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send lathers to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm suffering in this flame. Notice that he was alive. He knew Abraham. He knew where he was. And he knew he was suffering. In the 25th verse of St. Luke 16 chapter, but Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you receive good things, whereas Lazarus received terrible things. Now Lazarus being confident and you are in great pain. Moreover, a great passage between has been fixed between us and you. Those who wish to cross over from here to you cannot. Neither can anyone cross from there to us. Rich man said, I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house, and I have five brothers. I need to warn them so that they don't come to this place, amen, of agony. Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. They must listen to them. The rich man said, No, Father Abraham. But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will change their hearts and lives. 
Abraham said, If they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, then neither will they be persuaded if someone rise from the dead. You know, a old uh, a pastor told me when the beginning of my uh, walk with God, he said, son, uh, remember that uh, family blood is thicker than Jesus' blood. And throughout the years, amen, many years, my uh, ministry from the 80s, and now I found some people would go follow Christ and they would just do it because of family obedience and they would leave Christ because of family obedience. They would do a lot of things. Amen. But now Jesus paid a price for our sin. Jesus took our place and paid God. So those that believe in Jesus as the Lord and Savior, amen, they don't have to pay. They don't have to give their life and strength. They don't have to give their life as a sacrifice, amen, for sin, for sin now, for, for being purchased out of sin, amen. But they uh, have to accept Christ as the payment, if I can put it that way, for a payment, amen. You don't have to do like the old covenant. The old covenant says that you have to bring a bull, a heifer, a pigeon, a dove, amen, to the priest. The priest would take it into the tabernacle, amen, and be offered up to God for their sins, but the Lord found out that that was a million bad animals that should not be, amen, and after they finished the temple, and after they finished worshiping that day, the next day, they almost going back doing the same identical wrongness against God as some that we're doing today. And also, you have to understand, amen, once you accept Christ, amen, there's no more condemnation Amen. Whatever you have done, the problems, the situation that you was involved in, that's washed away. We all have a sin record, but Jesus is the one that, through his blood, through his uh, giving his life, amen, everything is forgiven. Everything is forgiven. Romans 8, amen, said in the first verse, so now there isn't any condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. The law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Uh, so what we have here is that we have to understand through Jesus Christ, amen, we don't have any more uh, sin on record in heaven. Amen. But we do have to be very careful of how we live a righteous life. We have to be very careful how we walk, amen, before God, because the enemy is always tempting. He's always tempting God's people. He always wants God's people to do the things they used to do and support the people they used to support because physically you are not uh, giving yourself to the, the sin or the habits or the situation you used to be in. Maybe you was a gambler, a liar, a backbiter, a stealer, uh, against the commandments of God. Because if you don't know what the commandments of God are, how can you live a righteous life before Him? I know many have fought against the old covenant. Said we don't need the old covenant. Jesus came that we didn't throw it away. No, Jesus didn't throw away the old covenant. 
Jesus came away and connected. To, he he fulfilled it. He connected the old and the new and made it easier. Amen. He he updated it, modified to make it easier. But God still have commandments. God still have directions and laws and rules and regulations that you must live by in this world. Like you be on a nine ninety five or the turnpike, they give you a speed limit because it helps. Uh, to be the safety against other cars and and, uh, and other sides of the highway. So God has rules and regulation that we cannot fight, fight against our brother and sister, trespass and and uh, live unruly against our neighbor. And that's why Jesus said, "What did he had Jesus say? What is the greatest commandment?" And to ask the disciples, they said, "You know." When Jesus said the greatest commandment, to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. He was talking about relationship. Loving God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. Amen. This is the greatest one that you can. Yes, you should not kill, steal, destroy. Yes, you should not bear false witness against your neighbor. But at the same time, Amen. You cannot. You should not use your arms and your legs, Amen, to help support unrighteousness. Paul said in Romans six, the sixth chapter, beginning at the fifteenth verse. Paul said that, so what should we sin because we are under the law, but under grace? Absolutely not. Don't you know that if you offer yourself to someone? as obeying slaves that you are a slave to the one who you obey. That's true whether you serve as slave of sin which lead to death or a slave's kind of obedient that lead to righteousness. But thank God that although you used to be slaves of sin you gave wholeheartedly obedience to the teaching that was handed down to you, which provided a pattern. Now that you have been set free from sin, you have become slave of righteousness. I'm speaking this ordinary and metaphor because of the limitation, Paul said. Once offered the parts of your body to use as slave to impurity and to lawlessness behavior that leads to still more lawless behavior. Now you should present the parts of your body as slave to righteousness which make you live holy. When you were slaves to sin you were free from the control of righteousness. Amen. Paul is saying here and I, I ran across this and uh, when I was working Amen. With men and women, actually, in a shop, and, and you know, regardless of whatever job you are, you go out on lunch break. And I used to go out on lunch break and come back, and they would give me a little list to pick up some soda, some beers, cigarettes. Amen. Uh, at the same time, pay the lottery, and I was to come back and bring, come back to the shop, and and one day, one day, as I was going to purchase. Amen, as always, then Holy Spirit checked me. And he said, no, don't purchase, don't purchase. And 
it struck me because you know when you come into Christ, it's it's no more a head knowledge. It uh, uh, Jesus is not a religion. He's re he's a relationship. He want to become personal to you, like in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. God was personal with Adam. He would meet him and have run a conversation. Amen. Every afternoon, because the, in the beginning was the Word. So the Word is communication. And God would talk with Adam, Adam and Eve. And, uh, and he wants that personal relationship. Noah had a personal relationship. Abraham had a personal relationship. And that shocking relationship was shocking to the point. Uh, I say in shock and to the point that we know God is alive and he's in all the old patriarchs had that living uh, personal relationship with God knowing that he's alive. He's more than just what's in the pages uh, which is music. Amen. They have a living personal. He's in the heart. Love the God with all your heart, mind, soul, and spirit. Amen. So, when you get that personal relationship, that's where the Holy Spirit comes. He's he, he's come into your life. He come in you. He's around you. Uh, the, uh, Apostle John said, "He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world." Holy Spirit said, "No, no, don't buy it." And you know, when I came back to the shop, I had a lot of opposition. Oh, oh, you're not drinking it. You're not smoking it. Oh, you know, you you just. All we had to do was take one dollar and get a number. We needed, we needed some more numbers, and you're filling out the number. So, oh, 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 so you know, you're not guilt, you're not required anymore, and that's come through education. You, you've been delivered from those things of the world. You've been delivered from those habits. You've been delivered from smoking, lying, killing, and shooting. Amen. You've been delivered. And before you, you be delivered, you, you was a slave. You was a slave. You had to be delivered. Amen. To know you don't have to do drugs. You don't have to lie anymore. Amen. You don't, you, you've been delivered. And so it comes through the knowledge of the Word of God. Amen. So I, I began reading and studying and reading. Amen. And then uh, I didn't know the scripture when I was going to read Romans. And I saw the scripture saying, no, you don't have to. Give your hands as instruments, your feet, amen, as instruments again. Notice what uh, the book of Revelation said in the uh, 20th chapter, in the 10th verse, starting in the 10th verse. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the prophet, where the beast and the false prophets are, and shall be tormented day and night. Forever and ever. Amen. The 11th verse, 20th chapter of Revelation, King James now. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sitteth on it, from whose face in the earth and the heavens flee away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And books was opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of, of the things, those things which were written in the book of books, in the books according to their works. And the sea gave the dead which was in them, and death and hell which were delivered up the dead which was in them, 
and they will judge every man according to their works. Death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, Revelation 20, in Revelation 19, in the 20th verse said, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that will receive the mark of the beast, and them that worship his image. These both was cast alive in the lake of fire burning with brimstone. Now, there's no such thing as that you're going to wake up out of, you go into a coma, or you go into sedation, amen, like an operating room or a dentist, dead and things. No, you're going to be alive and you cast it to the lake, amen, a lake that burned with fire and brimstone with the false prophets and the false teachers are, amen. So the question always have been asked, and then we ask the question, well, who's paying you, amen, who's paying you, amen, to do what you're doing? Amen. You 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 live in a life, and you you feel that well, you know I'm I'm, I'm God going to take me back, or my family going to take me in, like the rich young ruler said, I'm going to go, Amen. Father Abraham, just call my brothers and sisters and tell them don't come here, Amen. Because you have gotten some false doctrine, you have got some false information that you could be able to come out of uh, come out of this situation of living both ways. You can use your instrument to gamble, use your hands and your feet, amen, support the world of occult groups and lying, amen, do anything you want in the world, then you turn around, then you see you can go to church, or you can go to Christ, amen, and say, Lord, forgive me today and turn around tomorrow, amen. No, you got, you're got not loving God. You're not being faithful. That's why Romans 6 says, Amen. But now being made free from sin and become servant of God, you have your fruits unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death. That's the last. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the last enemy of mankind. Death. That's the last enemy. Amen. That's every human being died. Amen. Regardless of what uh, uh, Romans were talking about, amen, every human being, amen, doesn't matter who you are, where you are, where you're coming from, amen, you will pass away, amen, that's the last enemy, amen, of this human race, amen, death, and that's when Jesus come back, that's when the Bible says death and hell, death and hell was cast into the lake of fire, amen, so uh, all you have many cases Many cases, you try to do the world bidding, but you can't do it. It's a warfare going on, like Paul said in Romans 7. You find there's a spiritual warfare, a spiritual warfare dealing with your mind. God has forgiven you of your sin. You don't have to do those things no more. You just all walk out on faith. Amen. Has God to help you, and he will give you strength. That's what activate power from God. Walking on faith. In other words, walking and trusting in God. Amen. And talking to Him. Lord, I need you to heal my mind, heal my, my spirit, heal my body. And, and, and use your mouth to talk positive because in the tongue there's, there's life and death. Talk to yourself. Amen. Meditate to yourself positive things. Amen. You're not crazy. You're not going 
You're not going to commit suicide. You're nobody leaving you. Jesus said, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. Jesus loves you. Jesus cares. Amen. But you can't get it all at one time, but you can activate what you have. Activate what you have by living, amen, a righteous life for us. You know, the things that you know is wrong, amen, you stop doing that and you'll find that you start getting a healing from the inside out, amen. Now, just pray God to give you the, the His Spirit. Pray God will give you the touch that Abraham had, Isaac and Jacob, amen, all the old prophets have. And now we have it through the church. The Holy Spirit is still here and He will give you that strength. We're going to pray, Father, we thank you right now, O oh God, but look upon the church and look upon the listeners right now, God, wherever they're going through. Some are going through agony and pain, O oh God, but it's mental. The enemy trying to destroy their, their memory, trying to destroy their confidence in themselves. Amen. And trying to destroy their confidence in life. Lord, we rebuke that spirit now, that spirit of infirmity will loose this body in heaven and in earth. Through the blood of Jesus. Lord, we rebuke loneliness and stress in the name of Jesus. Oh God, they don't have to live for man or please man, but if they please God, God will help them to live for man. Amen. They have God will help you on your job. God will help you with your family, but you have to turn it over to God. God will help you, amen, in your health and your career, but you have to turn it over to God. You have to decide. Amen. You can't use your members anymore. Other use your hands to do ungodly things that you know is wrong. You don't have to use your feet to do godly things to go to things that you know is wrong. Amen. You don't have to use your mouth anymore. Amen. To do speak ungodly things and deathly things and criticism anymore because you've been delivered from that. God can deliver you. Amen. He will deliver you if you ask him to do so. Amen. Philippians 4 and 6 and 4. Amen. Fret not, that's uh, Psalm 37 says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Don't worry about those that are trying to prosper in their way. Philippians 4 and 6 talking about, Amen. Be anxious for nothing. Amen. Throw it over on God. Think right. Live right. Talk right. Amen. And with the payment you're going to get, you're going to get payment from God. You're going to get God payment. He's going to pay you, and it's going to be a righteous payment. He'll give you heaven and earth. But as long as you're living in this polluted world, you can expect, amen, the world don't want you to have the peace of heaven. They don't want you to have the peace of loving and kindness, but you have to work on it because it's knowledge that the enemy is trying to steal from you. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Hold on to Christ. Amen. And let Jesus pay you again and again. Thank you so much for your time today. We hope it was well spent. Joshua 1.8 says, Read and meditate on the word day and night and be careful to do what is written in it and your way will prosper and be successful. We want you all to be successful in the word of God. If you would like to send your prayer requests or questions, they're welcome at thedoctrineoftruth at gmail.com. And if it has been a blessing to you and you would like the true word of the gospel to continue to be spread all over the world, we welcome your donations 
at P.O. Box 2338, Tallahassee, Florida, 32316. God bless you.